Are you ready to transform your life with the power of gratitude? Look no further than 21 Days of Thankfulness, the must-have book written by gratitude expert, Lawanta Christina. This book is packed with daily prompts, exercises, and inspiring quotes to help you cultivate a mindset of gratitude and positivity. With 21 Days of Thankfulness, you'll learn how to focus on the good in your life and you'll start seeing incredible results in just three short weeks. Luanza Christina has helped countless people transform their lives with her proven techniques, and now you can experience the same life-changing benefits. If you're ready to take your gratitude practice to the next level, head over to Amazon now and get your copy of 21 Days of Thankfulness. Don't wait. Start living your best life today. Thank you all for listening to Talks with the Gratitude Chick. Remember, gratitude is the key to a happier life. Until next time, stay grateful and keep thriving. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talks with the Gratitude Chick. I am your host, Luanza Christina, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick for TikTok and Instagram, The Gratitude Chick 2, that's T-O-O, for Facebook, and join my Facebook group, The Magic of Gratitude. Start your gratitude journey today with 21 Days of Thankfulness available now on Amazon. everyone and welcome back to another episode of manifesting in the bible yes i am bringing back these episodes it is um one of the most viewed or listened to episodes that i have um manifesting in the bible people love these episodes so i decided to go ahead and bring it back with different topics this time to kind of relate it to the Bible and to manifesting because you guys know that first of all I believe that gratitude is the highest of all manifestation techniques so personally I just stick with gratitude Um, but I also believe that you know while manifesting the word is not in the Bible the act of manifesting is in the Bible Um, we have scriptures that tell us to call those things that be not as though they were that in in itself is manifesting um we have scriptures that tell us to believe and what we believe will come into our reality you know we have that's a paraphrase of mark 11 so we have these scriptures and we have a ton of them and i already have about 20 something episodes on manifesting the bible um that you can go through now and see, you know, how I connect these scriptures to manifesting. So today, um, we are going to be talking about the power of prayer and um, basically how drawing near to God will help us create the life that we want, aka manifest. (laughs) So the scripture that we are going to be talking about is James chapter 4 verse 
8. Now, it's only a, a, a one part of the scripture that we're focusing on. And it is the part that says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. But the entire scripture says, draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Now, double-minded here is a person who is thinking opposing thoughts, right? You're thinking um, that you want this, but you can't have this. You know what I mean? That is opposing thoughts. So there's a scripture, and in, in, I want to say in James, that says a double-minded man um, is unstable in all his ways. Let that, not that man think that he'll receive anything of the Lord. And the reason why it says that is because you cannot think opposing thoughts and think that the Lord is going to bless you because it means that you're not believing for the thing that you want. You can't think that I want A, but if A, if I don't get A, then I'm going to get B. It, it doesn't work like that. You have to be clear and concise on what you want and believe that those things that you want will come to pass. It The double-minded man says, this is what I want, but it may not come to pass. Or this is what I want, but I'm going to also hedge my bets. A double-minded man should not think that he'll receive anything because your belief is telling you that you don't believe that you'll get what you want. So that is what that scripture actually means um, because I know a lot of people talk about that scripture don't really know or even understand what it means. It's not that the Lord won't bless you. The Bible says, be it unto you as you believe. So if your beliefs are not focused on this one thing that you want, don't think that you'll receive anything of the Lord because he said, be it unto you as you believe. Again, manifestation, right? Okay, so as we talk about the power of prayer, I, you know, we want to talk about what prayer is. It is, to me, one of the most transformative and uplifting experiences that I, as a human, can have, you know? It is a way for me to connect with the divine, connect with God, draw near to him, and to tap into, you know, kind of the limitless potential that lies within me. So, um, as James 4, 8, you know, kind of reminds me, draw near to God and he will draw near to me. It's a, it's a reminder of the profound impact that prayer can have on my life, especially when it comes to manifesting and creating a great life. The first part of creating or manifesting your life is to ask for what you want. And when you're asking, not only are you writing down and being clear and concise, but part of asking is that communion with God is sitting and praying and saying, God, this is what I want. This is what I am asking for. This is what I am believing for. And your, your word tells me that if I ask, I will get what I want. So I'm asking you for this. That is the first part is your communion with God. So prayer is always going to be a part of manifesting. See, I think the, the, the way that manifesting goes off the rails is because people disconnect God from manifesting. When in reality, God is the creator of all things. So you can go and talk to the universe if you like, but I'm going to go and talk to the creator 
of that universe. I'd rather talk to the creator than the created, you know? So for me, I am going to sit and say, God, this is what I want. Thank you, Heavenly Father. That is why when I am grateful, I attach my gratitude to God because without God, I I wouldn't get anything. That is how I believe. So at its core, manifesting is about aligning our thoughts and beliefs and our actions with our deepest desires and intentions, okay? It is about tapping into the power of the universe and bringing our dreams into reality. That is what people believe manifesting is. Now, prayer is a key component of this process because in order to tap into the universe, because let's be clear, as Christians, we try to say that the universe has no power, which is it's not true. There are many universal laws. If there was no power in the universe, then there would be no power for us to be able to speak and, and it be and it happen, you know? There would be no power in the sun, you know, staying the way, it, you know, where it is in the sky and the moon and the stars staying where they are. The luminary shining bright. There would be no power of gra- gravity on earth. There would be no power of anything. The law of attraction is real. What you put out comes back. There will be no karma or, you know, what you sow, you shall reap. There will be none of that without the laws of the universe. So there are definite laws of the universe. But prayer is a key component of the manifestation process. So that is why for me, I would rather pray to God as part of my manifesting process than and not just rely on the universe. Yes, I do believe heavily in the law of attraction because I believe in watching what your words say. The Bible tells us that the power of life and death are in the tongue. So part of that means that what I put out into the universe by the law of attraction is going to come back to me. So I must watch my words. So yes, that definitely is key. But prayer is a component of the process of manifestation for those of us who are Christian because it allows us to connect with the divine who is God and to invite the energy of the divine and of the universe into our lives. So my point of this, of all of these episodes is to tell you to stop disconnecting the universe from any of this because there are universal laws for a reason. Connect instead the universe to the creator of that universe, which is God. He gave us these universal laws for us to be able to create our lives, not for us to disconnect from them. When you understand that, then you will understand that it is okay to learn these universal laws, to apply them to your life, and to attach your gratitude to the God that created that for our purpose. You understand what I'm saying? So for me, I'm going to learn these universal laws. I'm going to apply these universal laws. And I'm going to be in constant gratitude to to the creator of the universe, of myself, and of everything that allows me to create my life. And that is what manifesting is to me. Don't take God out of manifesting. He is within it. He is the creator. He is the arbiter 
of creating the life that you want. He, it is he who has given us this power. He does that. So it is. it will behoove us to keep him a part of the process, right? When we pray, we are opening ourselves up to the infinite possibilities that exist all around us. And we are inviting those possibilities to manifest in our lives, guys. So again, prayer is a huge, huge component because the more that you pray to God, the more you draw him to you. And the more he is drawn to you, the more he is opening up ways for you to you know, get the life that you want. He will send you things that allows you to, you know, help change your mind, change the things that you say to to bring these things into your life. He does that for you. However, the power of prayer goes far beyond simply asking for what you want. It is about cultivating a relationship with God and about aligning ourselves with his divine will. And I know that growing up, I used to not understand the phrase, his will, not mine. And it it used to really, you know, kind of anger me. Like, why can't it be my will? And you know what? And, and, And this is what I've learned in all my 47 years. When I do things that are my will, so much disaster happens in my life. When I choose not to go the route that God has planned for me, so much disaster happens in my life because I have decided to choose this way. I have decided to say these things that bring hardship into my life. I've decided to make choices that are not what God planned for me. And, and, and here is one example, um, and, and this is not my example, but this is an example from the Bible. God told Abraham he was going to make him a father of nations, right? Abraham did not have patience. So Abraham decided in his wife, and let's be clear, the wife decided this, but Abraham went along with this. And he, they decided to make, okay, you listening? They decided to make God's plan happen in their timing and in their own way, okay? So she had her maid go into sleep with Abraham so that Abraham can have a baby with the, the maid. That was not God's plan. God's plan, and God is not going to, do anything that will cause you to sin. So what we know is that the Bible tells us the Ten Commandments says thou should not commit adultery, right? So giving your maid to sleep with your husband is committing adultery. God would not have, you know, blessed that and told her to do that. If God promises you something, the best thing you can do is have patience and be grateful. That is the best advice I can give because when you decide to go and get it on your timing, disaster strikes all the time. And what happened when when she went and sent her maid in to sleep with her husband? She gets pregnant and now I think his name was Ishmael. Ishmael's born. Ishmael's not beloved because he is not the, the 
I guess, the beginning of the nations that God wanted Abraham to have. That is not, this isn't the children of Israel that God ordained. So they had to struggle with that because now Abraham has this son by her maid. And then this is just my speculation. The maid has to now be feeling some type of way, right? She now is feeling like, oh, I'm better than the wife because now I've provided Abraham something his own wife couldn't provide. So now there's dissension in the marriage because the maid now is feeling herself. And now Sarah is getting angrier and angrier because she couldn't fulfill what... Abraham needed and instead of trusting in God they usurped his authority and decided to do these things on their own and now they've caused dissension in their marriage and in their family and now this innocent child is not beloved because he should not even have been there right he should not have been born this way so that is my example of what happens when you decide to go and, and and force God's hand and force his timing and do what it is that you should not be doing. So that is just, you know, my that is the biggest example that I can see. Now, of course, I have my own examples, but some of them I cannot share. <laughs> so when we pray, we are not just asking for things. We are surrendering ourselves to a higher power which is God and trusting that everything will unfold in perfect timing and according to divine order and I think that one of the things that we have to understand are these two things here we are trusting that everything will unfold in perfect timing and according to divine order when we step out and do what God has not planned for us to do and, and, you know, try to force his hand. We're no longer in his perfect timing or in divine order. And that is how chaos ensues. So when we trust God to lead us, we are saying that we have faith and we trust in him. It is a powerful act of faith to do this. And it requires us to let go of our own limiting beliefs and trust in something greater than ourselves. Because when we trust in God, we are opening ourselves to everything that God can do for us. But when we don't allow the time, you know, when we become impatient and decide to do things ourselves, it is because our beliefs are limited and we have talked ourselves out of our blessings. And so then years pass before we decide to go back on the right path so that God can bless us. How many times have you talked yourself out of your blessing because you are impatient? And I think that this world has done that to us because we live in a microwave society. We have everything on the tips of our fingertips, uh, on the tips of our fingers. And I'll say that just while I'm sitting here recording, I literally pulled up an app and ordered me some food. <laughs> literally, just just like that. As I'm recording, I'm just waiting for someone to bring my food and drop it off. And that is an example of us living in a microwave society. Just like this recording here, 
I once I'm done, I can upload it. It take literally takes a minute to upload and publish. And while I'm recording this May 5th, it's not going to publish until tomorrow. But if I wanted to publish this now, it'll be published today. And that is the power of the microwave society that we live in. It is cultivating for us a a, um, characteristic of impatience so that we learn to lean on ourselves instead of learning to lean on God. We, We go about life in our own timing instead of waiting for God's timing. And that is how and why we are living such messed up lives. And we're trying to figure out where do we go wrong? We're trying to understand these, this mindset. We're trying to change this and change that because what we knew to do, we didn't do because we were impatient to get what it was we wanted. And one of the things that I used to say was, I want what I want when I want it. That is something that became an affirmation. It was an affirming statement. And I said it all the time. I want what I want when I want it. And that is contra to God. Why? Because it is about his perfect timing and it is about um, his divine order. So if I say I want what I want when I want it, it is selfish and it is contra to God. So there are so many things I can look back and say, I said this, I did this, I believe this, I affirmed that. All of these things were contra to what God had in store for me. So now I'm 47 and I'm having to backtrack and and relearn things and take away this and, and build this because I threw away God's perfect timing. I threw away his divine order and said, not by his will, but by my own will. And my own will caused me to have terrible 20s, rocky 30s, and... Uh, of 40s that's blowing my mind so three decades three decades guys of me following my own will learn learn from this okay now when we pray we are also tapping into the power of gratitude and appreciation we are acknowledging all of the blessings that we already have that we've received and we are opening ourselves up to even more abundance and goodness. And why are we doing that? Because when we pray, we open our prayers or we should open our prayers with thanksgiving. Psalms 100 tells us to enter into his gates with praise and thanksgiving. That is why Psalms 100 is my favorite scripture because it tells us how to approach God, how to enter into um, you know, communication with God how to please God, how to praise God. All of those things is what um, Psalms 100 tells us to do. And actually, I'm going to read it to you guys. It says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Is that not phenomenal? 
that is why that is my favorite scripture because it tells us who God is. It tells us that he is our creator. It reminds us, it reminds us to always be thankful whenever we pray to enter into his thanks into his gates with singing, praise and thanksgiving. Why? Because when you are thankful to God, that thank gratitude is prayer. It is praise and it is a feeling state. So whenever you pray, always enter into his gates. Always enter into prayer with gratitude. And the way that I do it, I write out my gratefuls, my 10 things that I'm grateful for. That's the first thing that I do is write it out. I repeat it back to myself and I tie it all up with thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. And when I do all 10, I then go into prayer because gratitude, doing my gratefuls, raises my vibration and it puts me in the mind and the attitude and the peacefulness of what gratitude is. And so once I do that and get my vibes super high in gratitude, I then go into my prayer. Because at that point, I'm at a place where I'm praising God. Because once I say my prayer, entrance, dear Heavenly Father, at that point, my next thought is, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I continue my gratitude in prayer. So that is why I love Psalms 100. Because it teaches you how to pray. And it is what had taught me. That gratitude is prayer, it is praise, and the feeling state. Because when you read that scripture and you really focus on what it's saying, it is literally saying to you, everything that you're feeling, it is praise when you you thank God. That is praise to him. You're honoring him. You're letting him know he is your creator. He is your God. He is who you serve. He is the one that is directing your path. When you thank him, you are letting him know it is he that has made you and not you yourself. You are telling him these things by praising him through gratitude. So this is why I am a huge proponent of gratitude. Okay, so... A key aspect of manifesting is gratitude and appreciation, which are powerful attractors of positive energy, what we just said. When we focus on what we are grateful for, we are sending out a signal to the universe, to God, that we are ready to receive even more blessings in our lives. Why? Because by the power of the law of attraction, what we send out to the universe, we are telling the universe to send that back to us. So the more that we are sending out gratitude and thanks and praise to God, the more we receive in our lives. And we've all heard, those of us who've been in the church, when praises go up, blessings come down. And the more you send your gratitude up to God, the more you receive. Why? Because when praises go up, blessings come down. So continue, continue your praise and gratitude with God. So in addition to cultivating gratitude, prayer also allows us to cultivate a sense of inner peace and tranquility. That's that feeling state. When we pray, we are connecting with a source of infinite love and wisdom, and we are reminded that we are never alone in this world. 
The sense of connection and belonging is essential for creating a great life, as it always allows us to tap into a deep well of inner strength and resilience. When we feel connected to something greater than ourselves, we are better able to navigate the ups and downs of life with grace and ease. And that's why I tell you guys to give yourself grace. You know, there are so many things that's going on externally in our world that it would behoove you to give yourself grace because of so many other things that are coming against you. Don't be another thing that comes against you. Give yourself grace. So prayer is not a magic formula for instant success or happiness. So I'm just going to put that out there. We all know this. And the reason to me why it's not is um, because it's a process. It requires patience, persistence, and faith. You know, it is the start. And eventually it will be probably the step that helps to bring happiness in. But it is the start, definitely. Um. We may not always get what we want or things may not unfold in the way that we expect. And that is something that must be said. And and the reason why I can say that is because a lot of times we go, again, we go outside of what God wanted us to have or what what God intended for our lives. So because of that, we may not always get what we want. Because it's not good for us, you know? And I will take this back to people who are wanting their ex back or wanting a specific person. You know, you may not get that because, number one, for me, I would never do that because an ex becomes an ex for a reason. But also, you have to think about it in these terms. If you are a person who is abused and your ex wants you back, do you want to go back, go back to that person? Why would you want to kind of uh, manifest somebody back into your life that may not want to be back into your life. It's like usurping their authority over them. So there are things that you try to manifest that you won't get. And it's just simply because sometimes those things just aren't good for you. And a lot and a lot of those things happen to be, you know, people who want their ex back or want to manifest a specific person like you see John over here you want John John may be in a relationship with Mary why are you trying to take Mary's man (laughs) you know what I'm saying so you have to understand that there are things that you won't get it's just what it is and and there are times when things may not unfold in the way that you want them to that is that is true because right now you are seeking the purpose of prayer and the purpose of your journey with God is to align with his will and to align with his timing. So there are things that you may want that sits outside of that. And that is when you have to change what it is that you want to align with his will. And that is even hard to hear and to say, because as a fallible human being, I am still in the mindset or I'm coming out of the mindset of I want what I want what I want when I want it. And it's easy to, it's really easier said than done to say, um, align with God's will. It's very, it's a lot easier said than done because a lot of, sometimes a lot of things that we want are not within his will. You know, there are things that happen in this world that 
don't need to happen to us, but it happens because we sit outside of God's will for us. So, I mean, some things, again, are hard to hear and even hard to say. So, trust me, I'm right there with you. So, um, when we approach prayer with an open heart and an open mind, we are able to tap into a power that is far greater than anything we could ever achieve on our own. We are able to draw near to God and to experience the profound transformation that comes from aligning ourselves with his divine will. And there is a profound transformation. These past three years for me has been huge because it has it's transforming my mind. I can say with all certainty that I now have a gratitude mindset. I couldn't say that before. I know I didn't have it before. I practice gratitude sometimes, but now I can say that I do have that mindset, you know? So I want you guys to have this takeaway. The power of prayer is a key component of manifesting and creating a great life. It allows us to connect with God, to go to cultivate gratitude and appreciation, and to tap into a deep well of inner strength and resilience. James 4 is a reminder for us to draw near to God, and he will draw near to us. When we approach prayer with an open heart and a spirit of surrender, we are able to tap into a power that is far greater than anything we could ever achieve on our own. You know? I don't know. May we find the courage and faith to embrace the power of prayer. That is that is my... That is my prayer for all of us, that we find the courage not only to embrace the power of prayer, but also to align with God's will so that as we create the lives that we want, that what we want aligns with God's will for our life. And understand that when when you draw near to God and start learning him, know that he will not withhold one good thing from you. So If that thing that you want is being withheld from you, know that it is not good for you because he has already said he will not withhold one good thing from you. So this is what what happens when I say, this is what I mean when I say, align your wants to his will for your life. Because a lot of times what you want will do a disservice to you as you grow there there are a lot of people that in my estimation got fame and riches before their time before they were able to handle you know the, that fame and riches and a lot of those people went through a culling process if you will um that got fame and riches outside of his will and they went through so much how many celebrities do these unsung stories where they've been through so much you know trying to achieve this and achieve that when you align your will with God you don't have to do you know rituals and you know these um what people call the Illuminati. You don't have to do all of these practices that may just be theories that people have come up with, but it wouldn't even be out there as a theory. Because, And the reason why they are theories is because so many things, so many of these celebrity lives are closely related. They go through um, this huge success and then something happens that make people doubt them. And then 
you know, that goes away and nothing happens. And then they, boom, they're out there and stride. Like, it's, it's a, a pattern to all these success stories or celebrity stories. And then years later, they tell about, you know, the Hollywood um, life and, you know, what they had to do to attain success and, and what it, t- it turns into being, you know, them selling their souls. If you guys just look up what happened to Justin Bieber, you know, um, some of the things that this, this, this young man, you don't think of boys. Or when you think of the Me Too movement, you don't think of what happens to young men. But Justin Bieber should be a part of the Me Too movement. And the sad part is, I don't even know if he's 30 yet. That, that's crazy to me. Because he's been in the industry since he was a child. And this and this 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 man has been molested since he was a child. There are so many stories like this. So I just... And, and I'm not saying that it's his fault because his parents... You know, sometimes the parents see the fame and the fortune and they go for it. Just like um, the girl with R. Kelly, um, Azriel, I want to say. I feel like her parents are just as culpable as R. Kelly. You know, the mother sending her child off to be with a a suspected pedophile. Like, come on, people. These are the stories that we see because they, they... they sit outside the will of God for their lives. Azrael was only 17. Had she waited a little bit longer, God probably would have blessed her in a different way, you know? But because her parents used her for this fame and money that they thought R. Kelly could bring, this is what happened to her in her life, you know? So it's it's so, it's so, so many of these stories. And my only goal um, in my life is to try to to better align myself with God, with God's path for me. And I believe that the path that I'm on now with learning and changing my mindset and being the gratitude chick, because I'm able to, you know, teach people about being grateful to God, about, you know, mindsets and things like that. I'm able to teach people, you know, that may not normally pick up a book and read but would like to hear about it anyway you know I'm able to reach people in my country and in different countries I have about 20 different countries that listen to me on this podcast alone not to mention I have you know thousands of followers on TikTok and Instagram and things like that so I feel that I am fulfilling my purpose in life because God did give me the gift to be able to speak and to be able to write. So I feel that I am fulfilling my purpose and I am better aligning with God's will for my life. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Manifesting in the Bible. We're going to have more of these episodes coming up because I know that these are some of the most listened to episodes. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. You guys have a blessed day. Are you feeling stuck in your life? Do you feel like you're not living up to your full potential? It's time to make a change. 
let me help you create the best life possible. I am Luanza Christina, a mindset coach. I help people like you transform their lives by changing the way they think and feel. By working with me, you'll learn how to cultivate a positive mindset, overcome limiting beliefs, and achieve your goals. When we start working together, we'll identify your goals and what's holding you back. From there, we'll create a plan to help you achieve success. I'll be with you every step of the way, providing guidance and support as you navigate your journey. I've helped countless individuals achieve success in their personal and professional lives. My approach is rooted in gratitude and positivity, and I use a variety of techniques to help my clients achieve their goals. If you're ready to transform your life and achieve your goals, I'm here to help. Let's work together to create the best life possible. Send me an email now to thegratitudechick20 at gmail.com with the subject line, I am ready to master my mindset. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talks with the Gratitude Chick. I am your host, Luanza Christina, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast and give it five stars. If you have not already, get your copy of my book, 21 Days of Thankfulness, available now on Amazon.